Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today, Jenny and I are in the studio by ourselves, and um, Jenny's going to kind of take the stage because... um, We had done several seminars, monthly seminars over the last few months, and one of them uh, is called Breaking Out of the Traditional Homeschool Box. Problem is Jenny got sick and she wasn't even allowed to do the seminar. We have promised those who have who couldn't come live that we would talk about it on the podcast. But this is the debut of this topic because Jenny didn't even get to do it live. Um, And so I'm just going to let Jenny take it from here. Yeah. Welcome to the Homeschool <laughs> Lovecast. Oh, you guys, I was sick. Actually, that morning, I have to say, I felt pretty great that morning. Well, I wouldn't say great, but I, I felt good. I thought, no, I'm going to power through this thing. And I mm-hmm. think my husband and I were in denial. Joel was <laughs> definitely in denial. I said, babe, I, th- I think you're sick. And he said, cough, 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 cough. I'm fine. Cough, cough, cough. Oh, it's just, I'm fine. I was asking you through the day. Are you sure? And you're like, yes, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. (laughs) And then guess what? You're like, I can't do it. I got the fever Mm. is what happened. But that's okay. So we're talking about it now. So here we are breaking out of the traditional homeschool box. What on earth did you mean when you Mm. came up with that title? Yeah. Well, here's what's so funny. I don't know if we chose to move Prior to us writing and scheduling this, or was this a, yeah, this was a title before our house even went for sale. Mm -hmm. The title of this breaking out of the traditional homeschool box. Well, wouldn't you know, we moved. And so I had a lot of experience with boxes, Tina, (laughs) a lot of experience with. The Lord was orchestrating this topic before you even knew it. (laughs) It's so true. And here's what I found out about moving. A is moving is not for wimpy people. If you're a wimpy person, And, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, don't move. Okay, do not move. But boxes. You and I both moved several months ago. At the same time. Mm -hmm. Then we both got sick and Tina has a little bit of a cold right now, but we're not going to cancel this thing. (laughs) So, yeah, different size objects, believe it or not, need different sized boxes. So Joel and I went to the U-Haul store, which... For whatever reason, if it's just a shopping thing that I love, I mean, it's the U-Haul store. You can bet your bottom dollar I found a billion different things that I felt like we needed all the accessories to moving. <laughs> well, they have all different kinds of boxes, all different sizes. You have the book box. You have the small box. You have you the have big the, box. Like, the closet box. Yeah. Right? I'm like, just throw your clothes in the back seat. Why do you need a closet box? And but- you, yeah. And you feel like you do, though. Yeah, well, I did got you the, buy the closet and, box. I didn't buy the closet box. Um, we, I had it. I had my finger pointed on it, and Joel said, "We don't need that." And I said, <laughs> "But, babe." And listen, not only that, but um, the different labels, 
right? They even sell those little it's dining room. Yes. And then, you know, you put those on the boxes. You have the dining room box and then the, guess what, you guys? We purchased at least like three packs of those things. They weren't expensive, but it was pretty much a waste of our money. And because I just wrote in a big black marker. <laughs> That's right. You I made Sharpie my own and stuff. you just yeah, write it all over, exactly. right? Yeah. So how does that relate to breaking out of the homeschool box? We're getting there. We are getting there. I'll tell you how it relates. Because different size objects need different size boxes, Tina. That doesn't seem hard to understand, yeah. but somehow it doesn't translate to homeschooling. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happens is, wouldn't it be dreamy? Uh, I know that you might really love the idea of your children or your, yeah, your multiple children using all of the same books. You might love that idea. Textbooks, you get the whole set and you want all 20 of your kids to use all of them because you're going to, it's just dreamy. And the worksheets, you have textbooks, you have worksheets. Some children might like the textbooks. Others might not. Some might like worksheets. Can you believe my daughter actually loved work? She was a worksheet gal. She would make her own worksheets. (laughs) And the the problem is um, it only makes your job easier right? It really does. It makes your job easier is what you're thinking. We're just going to buy a a curriculum and we're going to use this on all of the children and it's going to be dreamy and they're going to pay attention and learn well. And I saw all of the models on the homeschooling catalog children (laughs) were sitting so well with their nice haircuts. (laughs) You guys, it doesn't work like that. Why? Because different size objects need different size boxes. I know someone who did that. The dad actually chose the curriculum when the oldest was like a toddler. Okay. Oh. So the father chose, and it was it happened to be a very textbook style curriculum because yeah. you can get the kit and the package and the box. Yeah. Right. And he just said, this is what I'm choosing for our children. And they're, however many children we have, they're all going to go through it. And they, <sighs> they bought the whole thing right at oh the very beginning. Goodness. And I felt so bad for the kids. Yeah. The, the I did mom kind of went along with it. She was like, so my husband said this and so we're doing yeah. it. And I was like, but what about your children? Mm-hmm. And it's, we were just talking um, about, you know, you don't let the child rule the roost yeah. of your home, right. but we also have to respond to how God has yeah. wired our children. Right. And you would know that because you wrote a book about it. <laughs> right. But it's so true. We want to, and we do it with everything. Don't we? I mean, I did it with the moving boxes. Mm-hmm. I I was actually trying to cram some really big things into <laughs> into the into the book boxes, you guys. Why? Because we ran out of some boxes at a mm. right one one of the days, and I thought I'm just going to cram this in here, and it's okay. I just won't use the lid. You know, I'll just duct tape the thing down <laughs> into the box. We can't do that. Another no. example of that is. And, and I feel like dads, I'm not trying to pin you out at all because I do the same thing, but my husband really does this. You know, he likes a shirt. So he goes back to the store and he just gets all the same exact shirts that <laughs> in one in each color. Yep. And that's that, right? It's, we're putting all of these things into one box when there's a plethora of different things that, you know, we could do. Mm-hmm. But, um, all of that being said, do you, are you following? Are you tracking with us? Children are born with different ways to think. Uh-huh. They're, they're wired differently. Like Tina said, we cannot put them all into a box. Furthermore, what is, what is the traditional homeschool box? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we take a little bit of the word traditional 
which is probably tagged on to how you think uh, schoolishly. Right. Based on the fact that most homeschool parents were, went to public school or private school, which is basically an imitation of public school with religion on top, right? Exactly. So we have this idea of what does school look like? Yeah. And we maybe gravitate toward homeschool curricula that looks like that. Yes. And then we sit there, we, we accept that. And we say, well, yes, we are going to homeschool at home, but we're actually using this traditional sense. And there's nothing wrong with traditions. I love traditions, but we're missing so much more when we, when we think we have to replicate uh, the school system Mm -hmm. at our house, because you're, you're not benefiting your children any, if that's not how they're wired to learn, right. Forcing them to sit there and use the textbooks and do all of that. There's just so much more, right? Absolutely. But by the same token, like you said, Madeline likes worksheets and made worksheets, right? And so responding to the way that she's wired, Uh responding appropriately meant probably getting resources like that. Exactly. And I remember Rachel, when um, the girls were using a particular civics curriculum that I, we had kind of chosen together. It was a video based thing. And I thought, you know, this could be a really boring topic. So let's, let's have this video curriculum. And (laughs) I thought rather than a textbook, right. Yeah. And um, turns out they both actually hated, Mm. he was boring. Okay. I'm not even going to say the name of it. I I remember the story. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. And Abby was like, no, I'm just going to barrel through. I'm most of the way through whatever. (laughs) Get her done. She hated it, but that was her goal. And Rachel's like, I can't stand this. (laughs) So she asked me about an alternative and I, I shared with her a handful of things I thought might be appropriate. Several of them were like textbook style and I was not like a textbook type, whatever. She chose not grass, which is like the textbookiest textbook thing. And she loved it. But it's pretty pictures. I love the the pictures are gorgeous. Yeah. But but I was responding to her by letting her do that. Yes, you were. You did. And so we're not saying that don't ever use a textbook for your children. <laughs> Some children love it. Madeline is that girl 100%. Mm-hmm. She absolutely adored. But you know what? Not, I mean, she she loved that. And she's kind of like the office type of girl anyway. She loves all those. Rachel as know. well, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So she loves that. Uh, but she likes a mix of all different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have this notion as parents that we can, we can, it would be convenient for us if they all learn together and how can we cram all eight of our children into this one curriculum? Well, let me, here's a heads up. You heard it here first <coughs> folks. The odds are it's not going to work for all eight of your children. Right. That is okay. Does that make things a little bit more tricky for the mom and dad? Yeah, it does. It means that you're going to have to sit down, be really in tune with your children, take some notes, see how they learn best. Mm-hmm. This is not, we're just going to buy this and do it. And it's, we're going to live happily ever after. No, nope. it might take you, you know, five, five times, five turnarounds with different styles in order Mm -hmm. to get the one, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And a resource that works for a child for a certain season may not Uh, work later. Um, Teaching textbooks comes to mind. You know, that worked really, it was a godsend for us at a certain season when we were switching from this curriculum that was like, and we found teaching textbooks. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And Abby, I, I let her stop at the end of algebra one and we did some geometry and some other things. She could have gone on with it. It was yeah. fine for her. It stopped working for Rachel, not because the curriculum is bad, but her needs had changed yeah. her. She was maturing and kind of realizing some things. And, um, 
So we just had to switch, yeah. even though it worked really well for a season. And that's yeah. okay. I wasn't a failure for having chosen it for that's three right. years. No. It worked for those three years. Yeah. And then it was time to get to a different box. And sometimes it's hard as the parent because you love it so much. Mm-hmm. Madeline and I joke about it continually, probably daily. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you know, just it's this little because it'll be funny. Something will come up, obviously, doing the homeschool loft, right? Different curriculums come up, different topics. And, um, I'll always just kid Madeline, like, Oh, Madeline, remember when we used that for that quick (laughs) two days and then you hated it. Yes. (laughs) But you know, it's funny because it's, it's kind of like when you're forcing your children Mm -hmm. to learn a certain way, then why are you homeschooling them at all? Mm -hmm. Right. You, you, it's only making it more difficult for you and for them is all I'm trying to say. You'll do yourself and your children a lot of good by just really being in tune with them, seeing how they learn. Did you ever go to a store? And I feel like you see this oftentimes in, you know how you get those, I don't, I'm going to bomb this. I don't even know what it's called, but you know, like those, uh, well, like a swimsuit cover-up. Let's, you know, a shawl. <laughs> shawl is what I'm looking for. This is the term. You, I, I'm just going to say this. You have yeah. been swimsuit, swimsuit yes, shopping I have. recently. I have not. I have online. Have. I have online. <laughs> so you're in the throes of all this. You're yes. probably traumatized by yes, it. Yes, I am. You guys, I'm going to be going to Hawaii. I'm so excited. But I said, I'm, I'm not swimsuit ready. But even if it was summer, I wouldn't be. Listen to this. What do you see on those swimsuit cover-ups? What, what size? Is, don't the cover-ups one size fits all? You betcha. Mm-hmm. One size fits or most. most. They don't even say all anymore. They don't anymore. even say all. It says one size fits most. And if it doesn't, do you wear it anyway? Fearful you might look different. Mm-hmm. Now listen, we all see, and, and I love young people. I have young people. Okay, I love young <laughs> people. But let's not kid ourselves. Sometimes we, we're out and about and we see young people, um, cramming themselves into one size fits most. And I know why it's because they just want to fit in, right? They just want to fit in with their friends. And as homeschooling parents, I hate to say it, but sometimes we do that. We're just as guilty. We have heard about a certain curriculum or a certain style of homeschooling. And so, um, it, it says that one size fits most and we happen not to be the most. And so we say, but no, we spent all the money. You know what? Your dad picked it out. Yeah. And if your dad spent thousands of dollars on it, we're going to make sure this thing works. And um, it's just destroying the love of learning in your children. It's destroying the very peace that should always be in your home, even yes. if you weren't homeschooling, right? right? Right. The family relationships. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. All families are different. You, you can't compare yourself or your children or your husband to anybody, anybody else's family. It's not possible. And so when we talk about breaking out of the traditional homeschool box, I think we all do love traditions, don't we? We, we do. I feel like you should start singing Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof. Sing it. <laughs> I have a cold, but you can. <laughs> I don't think I know how it goes, or I would. I, I, every time you say tradition, I have that in my head. <laughs> Those of you who are music smart, yeah. you'll, you'll hear this. You'll hear Tevya as she says tradition. I love Fiddler on the Roof, but I'm not familiar. I would probably know it if I heard it. Traditional. The traditional homeschool box. I think um, 
We want our homeschools to look like everybody that we know. Sometimes we're scared that we're individuals. Problem is we don't live with those other people in their homes. We want our homeschool to look like what our, our idealized image yeah. of that mentor person yeah. that we know. We don't live in their homes. That what they're using may, may be perfect for them, but they still have stress. Yeah. What they're using may be something that they shouldn't be using. And That's we right. just have this idealized thing because so we see them out and about in the community. It doesn't matter what anybody no. else uses or doesn't use. And we can't even stress that enough. See, you say it like that, but I'm telling you, we're going to scream it from the rooftops. <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody else is using. It doesn't matter. Even, you shouldn't even know or ask necessarily. No. Stop comparing your children, you guys. I'm going to get hot and heated about this because it's so critical. We're destroying the passion that God has placed in them already by expecting them to be somebody who they weren't created to be. We're damaging our children when we make comparisons. We cannot compare them. It doesn't matter when they learn to read. It matters that they learn to read right? It doesn't matter how they are getting the information. It matters that they are in fact, taking in information. For instance, your homeschool, they're all so different. Your friends is different. Like Tina was saying, sometimes you just see little bits and pieces of it, particularly on social media. Nobody's putting out the big temper tantrum, right? How about the homeschool catalogs? Uh -huh. Do you get homeschool catalogs in the mail? We have a ton in the homeschool loft. Yeah, but a lot of the websites, right? you know, all these like pictures on, the, on their homepage. Their hair is perfect. Their families are perfect. They're so neat and tidy and clean. All these homeschooling rooms. Oh, my goodness. On Pinterest. Oh, my goodness gracious. Shut them down. Shut it down, you guys. <laughs> I think the person focused. who has the homeschooling room on Pinterest doesn't actually homeschool. Yeah. Because if you were actually devoting your time to your children the way that you should, you yeah. would never have time to do those Pinterest pictures. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Well, we had a homeschool room, but I'll tell you what, it, well, it was only look like Pinterest. It was only clean at midnight when the kids were sleeping. <laughs> Other than that, no, it, didn't, it definitely didn't look like Pinterest. This we is didn't a whole even have a Chip and room. Joanna. Is right. that it? Chip yeah. and Joanna. And I love them, but I right, do too. You know? But you know what? So here's the thing. That's Jenny had a homeschool important. room. I didn't no. have a homeschool room. We were different. It doesn't mean that I was doing something wrong or that she was That's doing right. something wrong. Exactly. And you know what? Just the same way. How do some families look different? Well, there's a thousand ways they look different. We couldn't name them all. But let me just remind you that sometimes dads stay home with the kids and he leads the homeschool day while mom works. So that's, you have that scenario. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes both parents work in the mornings, but are home in the late afternoons. So homeschool projects often begin after dinner. Yep. Okay. That's another scenario. Some families use a textbook for math, but that same family utilizes field trips and library books for learning other stuff. There's a gazillion different ways to provide a robust learning environment for your kiddos. You just have to know what works for your own family, not for the Smith family next door. Mm -hmm. Not for all the moms that you see on Pinterest. You can't follow their way because you don't know what it looks like behind the scenes. And if you strive to be somebody else, you're rejecting who God has called you to be. Mm -hmm. You're saying that your children are good, but just quite not good enough. Mm -hmm. You're thankful for what God has given you. But if you just had a little bit more, if he just would have given you a sprinkling of what the Smiths had, your homeschooling days would be so much easier. 
It's just not true. We have to break away from this idea of the traditional homeschooling box because each child that you have is a different sized box, each child. Their learning will look different. I mean, not only are you going to look different than the Smiths do, but they're within your own family walls, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. And it's such a commitment. It's such a calling to know your family dynamics, to know what works well for them. I mean, we, you know, people do it with eating, don't they? With allergies and things like that. You wouldn't, you know, if you have children that have allergies, well, that means your whole family can't eat the same thing. And so you have to go out of your way, know what their allergies are, go shopping accordingly, buy the different foods for each one, make different meals. And sometimes that's just what needs to be done. And you wouldn't blink twice if it was a life-threatening thing. Mm. Well, I think it is a life-threatening thing. When we have children who learn in certain ways, our, we've been called to be the model of learning for them, right? We have to provide the tools that they need to learn appropriately. We can't be shoving them into somebody else's box because it's convenient or it makes you feel good or, you know, you're just afraid and not bold enough to step out to say, actually, I'm the only one in my whole co-op that is not going to use that watercolor printed unit study. <laughs> And that, that's going to be okay. Yeah. It doesn't work for my daughter. It doesn't, it just, that's okay. So it doesn't work for your daughter. It's okay. Let it go. Right. What do you got to say about it, Tina? <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, you, you said now and in, in earlier on, you know, about um, hurting your kids if we don't customize, right. Um, Cause mm. we need to, we need to meet each child's real needs. Yeah. How they are. Not only does it hurt our kids, it actually steals our joy. Yeah. Right. So we think it's easy if we just say, you know, here's X, Y, Z curriculum and it doesn't even matter what style. Let's say you think, you know, you should all use unit studies and your kids are not wired for unit studies. So we're not dissing like the traditional nope. textbook curriculum. No. If that's Never. what works for your yep. family. <clears throat> Anytime you're using something in curriculum that does not fit your kids, they're going to be stressed out, yeah. which means that you're going to be stressed out as a mom and the whole day. And you're going to think homeschooling is failing. And you're going to think it's awful and it's stressful. And are there hard moments in homeschooling? For sure. But you shouldn't be living with the highest cortisol levels on the face of the earth yeah. every single day exactly. and stressed out every single day. And if you are, you need to reevaluate what you're doing with your kids and actually learn who they are uh -huh. and customize yeah. and, and don't apologize. No. You don't need to apologize to anybody no. about That's that. Right. And if it doesn't work and you spent the money, I'm sorry to say it, but maybe bless somebody mm -hmm. or sell it. It's okay. Yeah. If it doesn't work, you don't have to make it work. Yeah. Um, one size may indeed fit most, mm -hmm. but why settle when you can custom size? Why settle? There's so much more. You know, it's funny because my husband, he is that guy that has, uh, we, we laugh so much. He just feels comfortable. I, I think guys are like this too, mostly. You know, he has all of the same pants and you guys, the <laughs> pants that he has, these athletic pants, they actually zip off and they can turn into shorts. At any given moment. That's pretty impressive. Yep, it's true. He has them in every, you know, I say every color, but for men, it's usually black or brown and tan. Black, <laughs> maybe, brown, maybe, tan, maybe. and navy blue. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. That's why little boys are so much easier to dress when they're like toddlers oh and goodness. stuff. And little girls, it's like all these different things. They really, really are. <laughs> and so sometimes, a, so Madeline and I, for Christmas, we bought him some different shirts, some fancy schmancy shirts, because I said, babe, there's so much more out there for you. <laughs> 
you would look so good with this and so good with that. But he just is he's, he okay, he's okay with, with the it. new styles? Uh yeah, we bought okay. it. He's he's such a peaceful person. Like it pieces his big flag page yeah. country whatever. Yeah. So he's very much. Yeah. If we buy him for him, he's, right. he's like, cause yeah. you know, that's another point too. Like, so, okay. My husband's nickname for me is Rutina. Yeah. <laughs> it is a well-earned nickname. Yeah. Yet as a mom, I also have had to learn to flex a lot more than I would have if I had never become a mom. Cause that's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. And when my husband thinks about that, he realizes I'm certainly not the same stuck in my one routine the way I was before we had the girls. Um, but there's a fine balance, isn't there? Right. If yeah. you find what works, it's okay to basically say, this is what works That's for true. this child, that child, whatever, right. but it's also okay to try something new. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Yeah. Right. But, so, but there's a balance, right? You, you can't yeah, be constantly flying right. by the, the winds of all, because I'll tell you yeah. what, <clears throat> I know for a fact, <laughs> there are over 5,200 learning resource yeah. options. That's on the homeschool resource roadmap. And I just sent out a whole bunch of more letters. So, I mean, we're, yeah, we're over 5,200. Wow. Okay? There's no way you could try them all anyway. There's no way. Right. Mm -mm. Um, but if you sense, we recently talked to Dorinda Wilson and she talked about this. If you sense that something isn't quite right, be willing to be teachable and to learn and maybe switch things around, yeah. but you have to be willing to find that balance. And yeah. it's always like you're on a tightrope or something, yeah. right? You really are. And, and, you know, we also had that conversation too, about how you, you just have to be invested wholly with your children, yeah. right? Because homeschooling is a lot about figuring things out. It, it really is. And what parenting each child. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. no different than parenting. Yeah. And so, you know, homeschooling is, is parenting with the academic yeah. part yeah. at an, usually most families outsource the academic portion. Yeah. I always tell people with homeschooling, the only thing different is you're, you're doing the academics. You're, you're also doing everything else, but you would be anyway. Yeah. And it's going to take work. You're yeah. going to have to figure out, you're going to have to be a, an observer of your children at all times, at all stages, every single day, all the time. It's not just sit back here. We got this curriculum. We're just going to follow that and call it good. No, you have to be in tune with them and, and how they, how they work, you know, how God has created them. And that's forever. Yeah. I mean, it's in them. For instance, if you have a history loving child at, let's say two years old, when you're like, well, how did you know that? God put them in that, <laughs> right? Not that you have one of those or anything. <laughs> and even though history has had remained with him this, the whole time, there was always a change about, about how to offer that. Right. That always did change. Well, it's time to quote Charlotte Mason, friends. <laughs> you knew we'd have to bring it in and we are. Learning is an atmosphere a discipline and a life. Charlotte Mason. A true education prepares your child to keep on learning for the rest of their lives. And so do you see that when that's it, that's precisely what we're talking about right now. This is what we're talking about. Learning is an atmosphere. It's a discipline and it's a life. It's our jobs to create the atmosphere that our children will thrive in. If that atmosphere is not created because we're following the ideas that work for a different family, our children aren't going to thrive. We have to create an atmosphere of learning. And that's our calling. That's our responsibility. We have to do that. Whatever that looks like in your home. 
because we're also thinking long haul and not just about um, the homeschooling season. We're thinking about mature Christian men and women who have to be on fire Mm -hmm. for the Lord. That's what he wants. He wants to be the number one kingdom seekers, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's our number one job is to continually create that atmosphere Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, when you set your living room for guests to come over, you might not use the same candle every single time, or you might not put the same wreath up every single time or whatever that is. We're creating an atmosphere depending on the season. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just an important thing that we need to do. The most influential gift parents can give to their children is an environment that promotes joy and excitement about learning. This is easily achieved by parents being intentional. It's the intentionality. Is that, am I saying that right? Intentionality? Yep, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, again, <clears throat> you're the biggest um, observer of your, of your children. That is such a key thing. Cause I mean, how many parents do we talk to that say I'm not qualified to homeschool because I only have a high school diploma or I have a GED mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Um, or I just wasn't very good at math, yada, yada, yada. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not about your qualifications. It's not about the letters behind your name. I talked to a PhD who said she wasn't qualified. Uh, no, she's gotten over that. She's homeschooling yeah. and she's doing a great job. Um, it's about intentionality, mm-hmm. right. And knowing your children being willing to be a student of your children. There it is. And being intentional. Yes. If you love your kids, you will choose to be intentional about knowing them and meeting their needs. Yep. That's all you need because as the parent, you will do whatever it takes because you love your kids. Yeah. And as long as you are intentional about knowing what that is, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And think about what that says to them when you're so invested. Mm-hmm. You're so invested with trying different things and always creating that atmosphere into your home. Mm-hmm. It says that they matter. It's, it says that you're, you know, you're investing your time into them because they matter. They're, they're important. And that's one thing that they don't get when they're sent off every single day is how much they matter. No. <laughs> and so what a privilege that we get to do that for our kids at home. Right. Um, we know that children model what they see all the time. So are you learning? What is your environment at home? Are you having a joyful attitude about cleaning? You know, you can't yell at your children <laughs> for not making their beds when your bed is trashed. You can't do it. It doesn't make any sense. You can't ever model. You can't expect them to uh, scrape the food off of their plate into the garbage when you've never done it. Cause you just set your plate down. And on and on and on and on. Children model what they see. They just do, whether it's good or whether it's bad. How do we know that? Well, this is why we see, let's say, musical families or sports families or academic families or unfortunately broken families, right? We model what we see. It seems like when there's a theme, there's always a theme in the family, right? You have your sports I'm thinking of this family that I know really well, and all of the children are just gifted in sports. Their whole family runs on sports, is running, basketball, it doesn't matter. <laughs> every sport, it seems like they just know, and they're in it. It's every one of them. Wow. And I bet you it's because that's what they're, you know, that's what the mom and dad love. Mm-hmm. So that's what's modeled in their homeschool. Mm-hmm. It's the same with music. It seems like there's yeah. somebody in the family, you know, two parents in the family, 
then it seems that they all have that musical bend to them. It's modeled to them. They live it, eat it, breathe it, and experience it in all that they do. Right. Right. But it's not a mistake, right? The Lord knew whatever kind of family you are, that that's how you are, that that's how your spouse is. He wants your kids in that environment. We're assuming it's a healthy home, right? Right. Um, And so it's not, if you're the musical family, don't feel bad that you're not the athletic family. That's okay. God does not want you to raise your children in athletics because he puts you with, I'm a music family too. Nobody in our family is athletic, you guys. One of my daughters is very body smart and she's a lifeguard and and awesome. And both the girls actually were very good swimmers, but my husband and I are not necessarily athletic. I like to work out, but that's it, you know? Me too. I don't even um, call it working out. But the music thing, you know, I'm a singer. I'm a French horn player. My husband is now learning the banjo and doing really well. And so he's modeling lifelong learning, even though our kids are adults. But even when he would say he was not an instrumentalist and felt bad about that, he always is the one in our family that wanted to have music on in the background. Mm -hmm. So my girls were infused with music. Yeah. And that's not, it's not like it's an arrogant thing. Like, oh, we're a music family. Yeah. It, it is who God created you to be. Exactly. Period. And accept it. Who, what are your natural, as long as it's a healthy thing, it's not a hurtful thing. What are your natural yeah. bents, your natural inclinations? Yes. God did not make a mistake giving you your children. He wants your children to have those inclinations yeah. that he put in you and your spouse. We too are a musical family mm. and music mm. is, it's all I know. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes families get together and they play cards or they do those things for our family. It's, it was not only just my own parents and my, you know, in, in our immediate family, it was my grandparents and my aunts and uncles. So we would all get together every single weekend, every single, all of them, everything singing. We're bluegrass blues, you name it. This is who we are through and through now. That's a beautiful gift to have. I don't know any other way besides knowing that I can sing. It's a gift God's given me. Okay. Here's the thing. Do you think that I was always just content with that? No, I wasn't. Uh, There were some times in the homeschooling world where I met other families and I thought, I wish our family just like, you know, played more board games. Why are we not the board (laughs) game people? You know, the ones I'm thinking of Hannah. Hannah. Oh, Hannah. Yes. Yes. Hannah Twimala, who was our guest a few months ago. Look up her podcast episode. They're a game schooling family. And I thought, Lord, why are we not a game schooling family? But isn't that typical, right? We we have gifts God's given us and they're so abundant that you wouldn't have enough uh, days on the earth to even crack the surface of the gifts that God's given you. Yet here we are longing for somebody else's gifts. And we can't do that. We have, we're envying somebody else's box. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of decorating the box we have. Exactly. You know, we all get the same hunk of clay, if you will. Right. (laughs) Here we are. We can, God has gifted all of us. We can make whatever we want with that. He's given us the gift, create. And we can create the family traditions. We can create our own learning environments. We can create what we want our days to look like spent together with our children. You don't have to look at somebody else's and try to copy their day. I am here to tell you that we moved a lot of things and we had a lot of boxes. And even with something simple like that, looking at the box, knowing there would be no way I was going to cram a big, humongous red bull that weighed at least five pounds into the little tiny book box. (laughs) 
I knew it guys, but I tried it anyway. And I thought that's okay. I'll just duct tape that thing down. It'll be just fine. Who cares? There's no lid. It's the same thing we do with our children. And it's unfortunate, but I think, I think as homeschoolers, we've all done it. You know, we've all tried to cram something into them that just. And so that's the thing. It's going to happen. Right. But we need to be mindful of the fact that we can't live there. Yeah. Right. And when, when we notice it in ourselves that we're trying to stick the red bull into the book box. I'm just, I'm imagining you doing this because I can totally see you doing that. And I'm not a very spatial person. So I would have been one to try to stick the bowl in there thinking (laughs) it could fit. Yeah. And my husband would be like, what are you doing? And you were just trying to be willful and just smash it in there. Right. But, um, so we'll, we'll see that we've been trying to put our child into the wrong box and then we need to stop and say, oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. And apologize to the child if we need to. Right. And apologize to the Lord for trying to smash our kid into a mold that he doesn't have for that child. It's going to happen. You're not going to homeschool perfectly. No. But when you notice it, then change direction. Yeah. I'll even take it a step further to say that um, I, so, you know, it's at first you start off really good with the moving boxes, you know, and you're so, or, you know, like I said, I bought those stickers that said dining room, kitchen, bedroom, you know, all those things. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to use those. Well, I didn't have them in the same room with me. So I thought, well, I have this marker. I'm just going to write it on there. Didn't, you know, write. And so everything At the changes. beginning, did you try to write really neatly? Oh my goodness. I listed it. <laughs> I listed every item that was in the box. Oh my gosh. By the time we were done with this thing and we were on the last day where actually we had to be out and the other people were coming that day, we were still packing some stuff. You guys, I, it was just like, you're like scrawling stuff on the box. You can't oh even my read gosh. it, right? What's in the box? We got the toilet bowl cleaner and we got, and then we got the, uh, the spatula. Doesn't matter. Toss them in there. Who cares? Right? Well, I was getting to this point where I was like, even questioning, let's just get rid of this. Right. Like, no, I, you know what, babe, we don't need the plates. Let's get rid of the plates. We'll just get more plates. How about, we don't even need this. We, the red bowl that doesn't fit in the book box, get rid of that thing. I never used it anyway. You guys, we do, we can do that even with our children, not saying you get rid of your children, but you know what you would get rid of the idea that you can't homeschool. That's what you'd get rid of. And you would say, you know what? And we, I know this to be a fact because, um, we talk to a lot of moms and dads and, you know, oftentimes they'll have tears and they, they feel unfit. A lot of them will second guess themselves and just say, well, you know what, for high school, we're going to just send them back. And that's not what we can do. Why? That's not what we can do. You can do that, but it's not what we should do because you just, it just takes the intentionality. That's it. You just need to be intentional about figuring out what the right size box is. That's all. Yep. I could have got the right size box. I just wouldn't have been able to pack the thing that day, or maybe I could have just set it in the vehicle. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's, there's always a way out of that mess. There's always a way out into something that will work best because God's called you. So we know that he'll provide the resources. There's always help. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why a person would, if you've taken your child out of a conventional school, public or private, doesn't matter because they're all pretty much the same. Because you know, or you never sent them because you know that that's not right for them because you hated it yourself or you see the current state of things and you're like, not going to do it. Why then, even if you're frustrated and concerned and worried on your own end, why would you consider putting them back into that system? Mm -hmm. And especially as teenagers, when they're just about ready to blossom into like the full picture of who God intended them to be. 
why would you give yourself, why, why would you take that away from yourself? Yeah. The ability to be with them 24 seven and see that blossoming mm. after all the stuff you've poured into them for, yeah. you know, 12, 13 years, and then you're going to give them away to somebody else. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yes, it's hard. Yeah, it's stressful. Deal with the stress and then you'll have the beauty of it too. It's so, and I, I know I said this just again, when we were talking to Dorinda, cause we just did that recording prior to this one, but I, I was talking about how this was such a thing that was such a realization. And unfortunately it took me a long time before I really followed through and understood this, but it's kind of like kids, kids have too many toys, right? So many toys. And of course, when you're buying it, it's for their best, you know, you're like, oh, they're going to just love this and love it, love it. And they do, they do for a day. And then it's pushed off to the side. Now, right there, I can't stand clutter. So it would be pushed off to the side. And I would think, because my mantra at our house was, there's a place for everything and everything has its place. Mm-hmm. Well, when there are too many things, that's not true anymore. Not everything has a place. <laughs> and so I would ship it off to Goodwill or give it away, usually to our, our neighbors at the time. And, um, it would be unfortunate because what I wasn't thinking was a year from now or two years from now, that pad, you know, that, um, sketchbook, you know, Madeline would, would pick it up again. She really would want it again. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't interested right then and there, Yeah, but it was too late. I'd given it away. Why? Because I gave up only to find out to have this sweet girl coming to me saying, mom, do you you remember that red sketchbook that you got? Where is that? Mm -hmm. Well, I gave it away. And I think about that, Tina, even with this quitting homeschooling thing, right? You might be so overwhelmed. You just can't figure your kids out. Yeah, you can. I'm only going to say that right now. Yes, you can. With time, you can. With diligence, you can. You can do it today, but that doesn't mean it'll be that way tomorrow. Yeah. The truth is, is we're always going to get the other chance. I can promise you because they never stay the same. They will appreciate. Maybe it seems that they are in their more rebellious way right now. But I was that kid, you guys. I was a rebellious teenager. And I loved the Lord with all of my heart. So I'm here to tell you, I'm not that person anymore, right? It it came all full circle because my parents invested the time in me. They prayed for me. They talked me through things. And so can you imagine if they would have just given up? I wasn't homeschooled, but I mean, can you imagine sometimes, sometimes we give up and then it's too late, Mm -hmm. but don't give up. Do not give up on your children. Give them a chance. They're not going to remain 13 forever. They're not going to remain 14 forever. It's going to come full circle. If you're speaking God's word into them, his word never returns void. So I'm going to tell you right now that you need to claim that and you need to see the full picture. You need to believe God and not believe the lies of the enemy because the enemy doesn't want you to homeschool. He doesn't want your children to ever find their way. He would rather that you shove them all into one box so they never, ever hit their full potential. That is not what God has called you to do. And so I just want to encourage you that no matter what lies you've been told, you are enough because God says you're enough. And when you walk in the way that he's called you, you're calling. When you walk in that calling, will it be smooth without a wave or a ripple? No, it's not going to be like that. But you can be sure that you will be blessed beyond measure. You can be sure that your children will thrive. 
because you're walking in his calling and those children belong to him. We want to thank you for uh, listening today. You took time out of your day to listen. And I hope that you were encouraged by some of the things that we were talking about. I hope that you always believe truth. You are the best model of learning for your children. You always have been and you always will be.